Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Odell Beckham Jr. made the catch with one hand for the touchdown. Wow, what a catch by the rookie. Ridiculous. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Hey, Buck, can we get a selfie real quick? Can I even ask that? <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Hey, by the way, make sure you check out all the promotional schedules that the Mets have uh, released. What is it? September 28th, Buck Show Walter Windbreaker Day. You know I'll be first in line for that one. 877-337-6666. Oh, and those bobbleheads, too. Kevin is calling from Copag. What's up, Kev? What's up, Sal? Jerry, don't, don't screw around with the Strong Island. That's what happens. What do you mean? Hofstra, Strong Island. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, I know. Poor Jerry. I mean, he had a great call right there, but he messing with Long Island, and they went down. So, yeah, the Knicks got to hold up the nets here for that. uh, Oh, you know, I forgot about that. There's probably – I didn't even realize that they have the Geo and Jerry dynamic on that, right? Geo's a big Hofstra guy. Jerry, you know, Rutgers guy. And, uh, you know, unfortunately for Jerry, Geo got the best of him in this one. But yeah, with the Knicks, uh, they got to hold off the Knicks. Are you not interested you in that play. battle? I'm, I'm, I like the Jerry versus Geo thing. No, I, I got Knicks fever. I'm just, no, I, I know, but you started Knicks. it. I mean, you started talking about Strong Island, so I'm just finishing it. Anyway, go ahead with the Knicks. <laughs> you, you don't want to play Philly or Boston. So I think uh, Philly's only one game back of Boston now for the two seed. So you want that five seed? Play Cleveland, steal a game, game one or two, and then was it three at three at the Garden? Uh, no, it goes. Seven at- I think in the first round it goes two one 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 right. Two two. Oh no, one, it's, not, it's, it's not five games, is it? It's no, no, I'm sorry. Two two one one one. Two two one one. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I just is Donovan right, Mitchell. Right, do it doesn't it? go two three two in the first round. That's the only finals. I think it does that. Yeah, two two one one one. It's been so long since the Knicks have been. I mean, they made it once in a. And would they get swept in that first uh, series against Atlanta? That was a five-game series. Now, why was that five games? Because of the pandemic year? No, remember it was a best of seven. The Knicks won a game, and you know. People oh, they, got, they lost in, in five. Of the garden, oh, I'm like sorry, right? The championship. They, they lost in five games, right? Okay. I know. So Donovan Mitchell is going to do a heel turn now. He's going to be like a villain. Uh, well, in that series, of course. And you get to, then you get to the next round. You what have are we looking at right now? Have- so you were saying, yeah, the Sixers are one game. Sixers have two fewer wins than the Celtics right now. 
Bucks are the clear number one. They have a three-game lead over Boston. Knicks and Cavs. Cavs are going to be four. The top four are basically set. I mean, outside of two, three can flop. Top four, though, teams are basically set. And then you have the Knicks and Nets right there for five, six. You do not want to play the Sixers or the Celtics in the first round. You have to get the five seed. And get to that second round, the semi, you get Giannis. That'd be fun. We'll make up some chant for him. Hopefully it's not anything about Greece. I don't know. It'll be, it'll be a lot of fun, though. See if we can handle it out of the garden. Well, I mean, the Knicks, that's the – I think the Knicks could handle the Celtics, and I'm not so sure about the Sixers, but at least I'd take my chances with the Celtics or Sixers before I would with Milwaukee. That's the team that you don't want to face, and that's if the Knicks do actually win a playoff series, that's likely who we're going to be facing in that second round, which makes you feel like, okay, well, the – Buck stops here. Hmm. So, Buck Schultz, are you getting a little nervous, a little shaky hands, anything? Not at all. No, I think I'm good to go. I mean, I'm playing it up for entertainment purposes. We exaggerate for effect here, but uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And thank you for the call, Kev. I'm looking forward to it. Are you kidding me? I'm excited. I've been talking about Buck dating back to last December. I wanted them here. I came up with the Mary Buckmas thing. I don't even know what that means, but people liked it for some reason. Mary Buckmas. I should be getting the opportunity to meet him. Now, what am I going to say? I have no idea. Hey, Buck, big fan. All right. Keep it moving. <laughs> You'll go watch batting practice with him. Oh, Darren Ruff, what's he still doing here? I waited to come down here near the end of spring, hoping he might not be here by now. Just kidding. Just kidding. It's nothing personal. Just based on performance. Dennis is calling from Mount Arlington. What's up, Dennis? Hey, Sal. How are you? Good, Dennis. How are you? Good. Doing all right. Uh, at work, I wanted to talk about, uh, I'm a season ticket holder for the Jets. I love my Jets. Uh, last season left such a bad taste in my mouth. Losing the last six. Uh, those games we should have won. It's so painful. But I, I don't understand <laughs> those that don't like all this Rogers talk. I mean, I love it. I live for it. I, I hope it keeps coming. You know, um, it's like a, it's like a Jet Hanukkah for me. Every day, I I hear something else that's going to happen. You know, um, right? Well, I mean, it's been the same for the last couple of days as far as we're just waiting on Rogers. And in case you missed it, he's supposed to be on the Pat McAfee show today at one o'clock. So maybe, right. maybe we get some actual news in regards to what Rogers is going to decide. But yeah, I'm with you. Forget about the drawn out process, Dennis, which is annoying here. We're talking about the idea that the Jets could be bringing in one of the great quarterbacks of all time who's still got something left at age 39 who takes them into a different conversation. You talk about legitimate contenders in the AFC. And and he's bringing us – we got Lazard. Lazard's a big dude. He's going to help us. All, I, I mean, we have a really nice receiving core next year. Very nice. They all complement each other. If you notice, Garrett Wilson, Eli Moore, Alan Lazard, all different strengths. I love their receiving core. I love them. And and Davis, you know... Well, Davis is going to be gone now. Yeah, he's been hurt the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. He hasn't played. You know, he's missed a lot of time. Um, Too many dropsies, too, with Davis. I I was just going to say that. Yeah, yeah. But I I, I just love this. I mean, uh, we're relevant now, even before being relevant. Bingo. Bingo. The the Jets are... You go from being, Dennis, and thank you for the call. You go from being one of the... uh, Is laughing stock joke a little too strong? I mean, remember where the Jets were prior to last season? And obviously, we know how it was last season with zero quarterback. And you mentioned it, losing you know all the games down the stretch, missing out on the postseason. 
Prior to that, you're talking about the worst team in the NFL for years, or at least one of the worst teams in the NFL for years. They were non-competitive. Non-competitive. You know, Adam Gase and Sam Darnold and obviously Zach Wilson. Like, it was embarrassingly bad. Haven't made the playoffs since 2010. I mean, think about that. 2010, haven't made the playoffs. They are maybe not a laughing stock, but a franchise mocked for its ineptitude. Consistently. One of the worst franchises in sports. At least as far as results go. You can't debate that. And while last year was a step in the right direction, long way to go, clearly, because even in a competitive season, I mean, it's unbelievable. We're talking about competitive or not. Hey, at least they were competitive. Well, well, what does that mean, competitive? Well, I mean, if you watch the last five years, there were games that you couldn't even watch. Legit, non-competitive. Like, they didn't have a chance to win these games. So last year was a step in the right direction, but it still ended in terribly disappointing fashion, and they had zero quarterback. Now you go from that to being in the conversation amongst the top teams in the league. The results have to be there, but going into the year with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, with the way that the Jets are built elsewhere, with a very good defense, young and good, and with good pieces on offense around Rodgers, uh, on paper, on paper last year there wasn't a lot missing going into the year. You know, unfortunately, the quarterbacks didn't live up to, and Wilson in particular, obviously, he didn't live up to what he was supposed to be. Injuries or not, he wasn't even close to being a competent quarterback. So, you look at them on paper going into last year, there weren't many weaknesses or many glaring holes. You look at them on paper going into this year already, I mean, they're they're a good team. And you add Aaron Rodgers to that, they become not only a playoff team, but as I said before, I think right underneath the Chiefs and the Bengals, in the mix with the Bills, Dolphins, Ravens, Chargers, Jaguars, they're right there with that second-tier team or teams in the AFC. Eric is calling from Ron Conkama. Good morning, Eric. Hey, Sal. Good morning. Look, I don't think you have to worry about, uh, you know, Buck referencing, uh, you know, the NL East is over. Just just do me a favor and make sure you have enough alarms set, you know, so you wake up on time. <laughs> you're not kidding. And the thing that I'm really <laughs> – you, I already thought about that. The thing that worries me is that Saturday night I might be hanging out with TC. Uh-oh. Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm sure I'm sure that'll be a uh, a nice experience there. Look, do you, do you think uh, when when they finally land Rogers, you, you think he'll he'll say on the press conference that uh, he's got a little little stuff left in the basement? Uh, if you know what I'm. Yes, I know the Rocky but, reference. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope yeah. so. I mean, I, I look. I think Rogers wants to compete. <laughs> Whether it's to win an MVP or a Super Bowl, I don't care. I want him to want to compete at a high level, and I think he still has that desire. Yep, yep. They got the 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 anger in the uh, in the basement there. But you know what? I got to say, look, I, I've always liked uh, Lazard uh, as a receiver, and I got to say, I mean, between between that and the Giants getting Waller, which I think is a great move for them as well. I mean, that uh, 
uh, you know, they, they made a couple of nice uh, acquisitions the last couple of days. Two well. days in a row, they so, get their linebacker and Bobby O from the Colts. I'm not going to try to say his last name. And they get Waller from uh, the Raiders. What a great move by – or great moves. But the Waller one in particular, because when you look at the options, right, where they're – you look at the free agent class for wide receivers, not very strong – and then you think, okay, well, they're going to have to draft one, right? Well, they might still be able to draft a wide receiver, but now they're not forced to use that top pick because they got a difference-making playmaker in the trade. Very reliable. Yes. Yeah, very reliable. And, and well, He's got to stay healthy. That, uh, yeah, that, that is true. Yeah, he does have some of those issues. But, uh, yeah, and I was I was reading that Josh Jacobs is really uh, annoyed uh, with, with how the team's going, but I don't think he can go anywhere. So, uh, well, they franchise yeah, tag I mean, Jacobs, right? I, I believe. Yeah. Oh, look, yeah. I, I believe it or not, I'm one of the few who actually like McDaniel's. I think he's building it his way, which I respect. He's got to do that. This is his last opportunity here. It's got to be his way. He brings in his quarterback in Garoppolo. They keep Jacobs. They can run the football. He'll bring in some weapons. They brought in Jacoby Myers. So, I mean, it, they'll be all right. Maybe they didn't want to pay um, Waller that much for a guy, especially who was hurt the last couple years. So, I actually like Josh McDaniel's and think that the Raiders. We'll have some success now that McDaniel's is putting more of his imprint on it. Yeah, the only the only thing I just want to say though is I really hope that they don't. Uh, I, I know uh, Rogers has a little wish list that he wants to, you know, uh, uh, keep himself to. I, I just hope that OBJ is really not someone that ends up coming. I, I just don't trust him. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, I I know he's he might be more mature, but he still had that. Recent incident on the plane and everything. I just don't. Uh, no, nah, he's a problem. Uh, I, he, he's a problem. Yeah. I want o, uh, OBJ, and thank you for the call, Eric. Appreciate you checking in. I want OBJ to sign anywhere but New York. I don't want him on the Giants, and I don't want him on the Jets. Well, we've done the OBJ. So I'm done with Odell. Let him go make his money. Let him go, you know, be explosive somewhere else. I'll believe it when I see it uh, this go around. But. And that he's not going to be a problem at all or not going to be a distraction, not going to be selfish. Uh, let's see it from Odell. But let's see it elsewhere. Want him back in the league? Love to see a team go take a chance on him. Anywhere but, well, I should say three places. Anywhere but New York or Atlanta. I don't want him anywhere near the Falcons either. As much as I don't really care about them anymore, that one would bother me. 877-337-6666. By the way, did you see officially... Matt Ryan got uh, got cut, or the Colts announced that they're going to cut Matt Ryan. No surprise, but it does become official. Just in case. see the $12 million he gets because of the weird contract quote well, they negotiated? Well, they renegotiated or they restructured it last year, right? And he gets $12 million from them Just no be- matter what he does this year. Play for another team, Brockett, whatever. He gets $12 million from them. So, but wait, that was because of the restructuring? I don't know how these things work out. By the way, these contracts, they mean nothing in the NFL. It's ridiculous. Why even pay attention to it? They're always getting restructured. The money's not guaranteed. Who cares then? But that $12 million is guaranteed for your boy, so at least he gets that. Right, but he was supposed to have how many years left on the deal? I mean, he's still going to lose money here, right? Right, but this is still a good amount guaranteed to go away. after the fact for you a get, guy who might not play again. Right, you get $12 million to go away. Oh, man, I, well, why did the Niners get Sam Darnold? What are they going to do with Sam Darnold? That's where you're going to turn in case Purdy or Trey Lance aren't ready? Why, why wouldn't they just wait for Matty Ice? It's the perfect fit. Come on, it really bothers me.
Does Kansas City need a backup? I want Matty Ice to find a yeah, way to Yeah, and he just retired. So there you go. Matty Ice to Kansas City. Get him the ring he deserves, please. Somebody help him out. Do the right thing. Nice guys continue to finish last. And I'm sick of it. It's time we turn that thing around. That's actually a really good idea. Sign Matt Ryan for, you know, a couple million bucks. Maybe draft a development guy. Right. Have him sit as a third stringer behind Mahomes and Ryan. And then you have Mahomes and Matt Ryan as the guys teaching you how to play quarterback in the NFL. Some smart team will sign Ryan. Now, I'm hoping he accepts the job as a backup. I don't know if he's going to have any other options. But somebody that's smart that says, you know what, this guy will be an asset to this organization, somebody will do it. Heck, I'm hoping he goes back to Atlanta. Let him back up uh, or be a mentor to Desmond Ritter. Do it the way that they should have done it a couple years ago. Anyway, just I was throwing it out there because, you know, just in case Rodgers at 1 o'clock says that he's going to retire, don't don't worry, Jeff Enns. There's another option out there. The backup to Sam Howell in Washington who can take over if the kid struggles. With who, that defense. What, Matt Ryan go yeah, there? Yeah, why you not? Yeah, I mean, the reason why I don't like that is because I want him to win a Super Bowl. If it's not going to be a chance to win a Super Bowl, then might as well be in Atlanta. Which, by the way, it's not going to be Atlanta. I know that already. But anyway, my heart breaks for him. It really does. 877, him and his $12 million. My heart's broken for him. As I'm working three jobs and the overnight 5 a.m., Matty Ice getting paid $12 million to go away. But I still actually feel bad for him. You know why? Because I'm a nice guy. 877-337-6666. More of your calls on the side. Whatever it is you want to discuss on this Wednesday morning, we got the Rogers stuff. We got IKF to center field. We got Waller. The Giants have had some uh, exciting days here in free agency to get things started. The Knicks with a big win in Portland. What a road trip for the Knicks. And even a little hockey. Islanders lose. Rangers win as the playoff picture starting to shape up a little bit in the NHL's Eastern Conference. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The fan is better when you're part of it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Got it back on the fan. Going on 5 a.m. The warm-up show with Alan Jerry. Been a little bit of everything tonight. 
So Mets, some Yankees. I know it's a scare for the Mets with Quintana personally, where he had a, you know, the uh, lesion, I guess, on his rib. Had to have it tested. It came back benign. Thankfully for him. Unfortunately for both him and the Mets, though, he is going to be out until July. So he'll be a non-factor for the first part of the season. That gives an opportunity to David Peterson, who I think is ready. Certain guys are just ready. Peterson's been at it for a while now. Since 2020, he came up and had a positive impact on the team. And now maybe you get an opportunity to stick in this rotation and be a... I just feel like this... I feel like now's the right time where he's ready for this opportunity, ready to go out there and prove himself and be a reliable arm every fifth day for Buck Showalter and the Mets. And Quintana was brought here to be a guy that could eat innings at the back end of that rotation. So it's unfortunate that already he goes down and is going to be lost for such a significant amount of time. But if any team was built for something like this to happen, it's the Mets. Talked about Peterson and McGill. What are they going to do with these guys? What are they going to do? Stretch them out, put them in the bullpen, send them down the mine. And here we go. Usually these things seem to work themselves out, and it will for at least one of them, Peterson or McGill. For my money, it'd be Peterson. I think he's more, and I liked what I saw from McGill, and maybe the higher upsides there with McGill. I think Peterson's more trustworthy right now, where the waves are less bumpy. With McGill, it could be, hey, it could be great, but also he could get hammered if he's not 100% healthy or whatever it may be. We saw last year, he was never the same after he went down with injury early on. Peterson, I feel like, is reliable, a solid three or four at least at the moment in any rotation. Ben is calling from Princeton. What's up, Ben? Hey, good morning, Sal. How are you? Good, Ben. How are you? Good, good, Sal. Listen, I know you didn't have your show back then, but I called you a couple weeks ago. Remember, I told, told you, 45-year Knicks fan. And, Sal, I'm just so ecstatic by what I see the development of this team. And what I mean by that, this team, I mean we are a true team. At any given day, at any any game, somebody can step up like McBride did tonight. You know, you have McBride, you have Hart, you have Obi. You know, you don't have to rely on just Julius or, or RJ or... Um, Jalen. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. You understand what I'm saying, Sal? And yeah, that's what I'm saying before. They have four guys that can light it up on any night. They can play at a, an all-star level. Sal, listen to me. Yeah. Back in 2019, when Nick fans went all crazy and we got so-called left at the altar by the, by the so-called big two, okay? Look how that's working out, right? Or look how that worked out. Um, I said at the time, and I know people don't believe it, but I said at the time that Julius um, Randle was not a bad option. But where we were at at that point, we had young players to develop. He was a young player, right, that could fit with what we had to do to grow. And throughout the years, I've been saying, play the young kids. Let's see what the young kids are. Now, two years ago, we made the playoffs, right? We got a little crazy. And then they went on a spending um because they had to spend the money. And they bought phony here. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a Nick guy. I really don't watch too much of the league if the Knicks aren't involved. I mm-hmm. told you that before. So I didn't know who phony was. He had a great Knicks debut that I went to that opening night. In well, Boston. he's a good shooter. I mean, he needed – I watch a little bit of the NBA, so I knew who Fournier was. I mean, he used to kill the Knicks, I feel like, when I would watch him play against them. And he's got a great release, great shot. So I like the addition – 
initially because it was clearly the one thing that they were sorely missing the year before was shooting. So on paper, Fournier and Walker should have helped. Obviously, it didn't work out like that. And Fournier, after watching them on a nightly basis, he doesn't do anything well at all other than shoot. Exactly. Exactly. But that's my point. And that's what I was – you made my point just now by saying that, right? At that point, we are coming out of the um, pandemic, right? None of these rookies have played a full 82-game season. We didn't know what we had. And even though we still need shooters, even though we still need a, 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 a consistent shooter, right now I would take what we have. I know we're not winning a championship this year, but we're building a core. We're building towards something that we can get that missing piece within the next year or two and make a run at a championship. And this is and why, th- this is why, Ben, and thank you for the call, this is why the Knicks were reluctant to give up whatever the ask was for Donovan Mitchell. Picks, sure. One of the players, sure. Maybe OB plus somebody else. But if you, you know, let's say OB plus RJ or OB plus Grimes or OB plus quickly, but you couldn't have given up more than that. And even that, you know, this is how teams turn into good teams. The Warriors didn't go out there and get LeBron and have him form a big three with KD and Kyrie or whatever. The Warriors drafted and developed their players. Draymond Green, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson. That is how, and then obviously built the team around them. That is how they became a dynasty. Then obviously they added KD later than that. But they were already the dynasty. You know, the Spurs all those years. You're doing it through the draft. You draft, look at the Raptors. You do it through the draft. Now, I know, you know, they ended up trading for Kawhi, of course, the final piece. But you build these consistent teams, playoff teams, through the draft. And the Knicks have done that. I mean, Randall aside, free agent from a while ago, Mitchell Robinson, R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, Quentin Grimes, Miles McBride. I mean, OB, whatever, he's been insignificant. And they went out and made a brilliant move with Jalen Brunson in free agency. But all the other pieces, you know, obviously Hart via trade, it's got to be a little mix, but the bulk of it has to be through the draft. That's why Kevin Knox, Frank Nilakina, those are picks. They don't have to be top three picks to be productive. Those are picks that were wasted. If Nilakina, if they drafted a player there instead of Nilakina, if they drafted a player, a contributor instead of Kevin Knox, the Knicks might be championship level right now. That's the difference. But at least when you look recently, for the most part, and even Toppin, you could look at Toppin and say if they drafted a player there, you know, I know Halliburton is one that people talk about, but a player that could have been more useful than Obi Toppin is to this team right now because of the emergence of Randall, and Obi Toppin is limited. I mean, he thinks he's a three-point shooter. He is not. I don't care that he had a successful night last night. I don't want to see Obi Toppin shoot threes. He's terrible. Him and RJ just inconsistent from downtown. Occasionally they could hit, but they're inconsistent. Anyway, it's through the draft. Now you hope to be able to bring in a star or one more big player to this team. But if Barrett, if quickly, if they could do 
what they did last night, if they could do that consistently, then maybe the Knicks don't need that star. Then you figure out what exactly are they missing because you look around at the team, they've got players. They're good. They're well coached. They play hard. Good bench. Good depth. They're solid. Peter calling from Lawrence, New Jersey. What's up, Peter? Well, I've been listening and listening and listening for the last five days. At least the Knicks have a better record than the Nets who dismantled their team. Rodgers should be a Jet. And I think Connor Falefa should stay at shortstop and don't mess him up like they did with Knobloch putting him in left field when he screwed up at second base. Yeah, but Kiner Falefa is not a shortstop. Well, he's not a center fielder either. Correct, but that doesn't mean that you keep him at shortstop. Now, I didn't say I'd put him in center field, but I certainly wouldn't keep him short. No, but you got the Dodgers need a shortstop. What's taking so long? For what? A trade. I IKF's not a shortstop. Yeah, but I'm it. I'm it. Isaiah Kinefalefa played shortstop all last year. Right, good, bad, poorly, average was was adequate, better than a lot of other shortstops who I've seen. No, I don't. I mean, At he's not good. He's not good enough defensively. Uh, Isaiah Kinefalefa is not good enough. But anyway, the point is, you going to go with Volpe or you're going to go with Peraza? I would go with Peraza. But I think Volpe should be on the team as well at some point. Yeah, you know, I also wouldn't have Josh Donaldson on the roster. You look at left field, the Yankees said they need a left fielder. They didn't get one. Now Harrison Bader is out as well. So really, they don't have two outfielders. They have Stanton and Judge, and that's about it that you would trust, which is why they're talking about potentially moving IKF, trying to make some use of him at a, a spot where they could potentially you know, need him if they have Judge in left and Stanton in right. Maybe they're thinking, oh, we could get IKF, some at-bats in center field. The Yankees are a mess. It's like they're trying to piecemeal things together. This is the Yankees. Just go get a real outfielder. Call it a night. True. Well, I know it's you true. You know it. I know it. I've seen it. You've seen it? I've seen, I've seen the roster. I've seen their, their moves. Mm-hmm. They are not adequate. You want Rodgers with the Jets? I want Rodgers with the Jets. What would it take to get him there? What do you got to do? Uh, you're going to have to give up some picks probably, and thank you for the call, Peter. You got to convince him that this is the spot to be, which I feel like the Jets have already done or are trying to do. I have to believe that there's been some indication on Rodgers' end that he would be willing to come to the Jets. where you look at what the Jets have done as far as making him comfortable, bringing in his buddy, the offensive coordinator. You bring in Alan Lazard via free agency. Those are the things you want, you know, because Rodgers has the power as far as if he's going to retire, if he wants to force the Packers' hand either somewhere else or to stay with the Packers, or if he's wanting to come to the Jets. So the Jets did all the initial parts. They met with them. It seemed to be a productive meeting. Now you just got to wait till he officially says it. And then after that, then it's going to be compensation. And that's probably going to look like draft picks. I would think at least two ones, maybe not this year's one, but I would assume two number ones. Maybe not. Maybe it's a one plus a two plus a three. Who knows? Who knows? Who cares? Just get Aaron Rodgers here. And he takes a knee in the New York Giants. 
are the Super Bowl 42 champions. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. They knock off the mighty Patriots 17 to 14. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Salicata back on the fan. I didn't realize this. I was just reading a um, a post article about Mike, you know, Francesa, and I guess he revealed that he had a health scare um, during his latest podcast, and is written about in the post here. Mike was talking about Bill Self, who just got out of the hospital after receiving two stents, and then Mike went on to say, "I have a stent. I got a stent last year. I went to the doctor, had a blockage. They said, hey, you got to put a stent in.'" They put a stent in. I didn't feel bad. The next day, I felt okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, just scary. Where And I had a friend recently at SNY go through the same thing, which is just bizarre to me. Uh, matter of fact, a mutual friend of Mike's and mine, and I texted Mike about this friend going through this. And I was like, hey, maybe you want to reach out to him, whatever. Never heard back from Mike, but then, now I'm seeing this, and didn't realize Mike had uh, a potential little scare there himself, so... Good to see that all is well now. And uh, Bill Self is expected to be back on the Kansas bench for March Madness here after missing the Big 12 tournament. So, uh, hey, look, anytime you deal with hearts and stents and all that stuff, could be a scary thing. I'll tell you, man, getting old sucks. And I know that some of you listening are a lot older than I am. I hope that a lot of you listening are a lot younger than I am. Key demo. Hmm. Um, but anyway, just at 43, like, things feel different and any little issue that I have, I start to freak out about, especially going through what my father went through, where that just kind of came out of nowhere. He was diagnosed with a brain tumor, and God, it was just awful. I'm sure some of you have gone through your own issues, whatever it may be, family or friends, but when that happens, then I start to think of my own um, mortality, and when you see it became a reality for my dad, and then I started thinking every little thing is the end of the world. Instead of like, oh, just like a pinch nerve, or you probably you know hurt yourself lifting a weight or slept wrong, whatever. My neuroses and um, what do you call it, hypochondriac? I go to worst case scenario. Oh my god, I'm dying. Um, but then reading, and then anytime you hear, I've said this before. Anytime you hear somebody else talk about something like, hey man, I had this issue. I found a blockage. I'm like, oh, what were the signs? Not because I'm necessarily con- concerned about what happened to him, but because I want to know about me. How do I prevent happening to me what just happened to you? I mean, obviously, I do care, but you know what I mean? It's I care more about me. Oh, really? Oh, Spencer Felton. Uh, uh, what was his name? Spencer. What's the big center? Felton that died? What, what was his name? Hey, no, no, no. Uh, was it Spencer Hayward? Felton Spencer. Was it Felton Spencer that just passed away? Anyway, and I'm looking at it like, okay, yeah, he passed away. Sorry to hear that. Oh, yeah, I remember him a little bit. And I'm trying to look for a reason. Did we get a cause of death on that? He was in his 50s. I know he was a big dude, but I'm looking, okay, he had a heart attack. See? Fleeks tells me a heart attack caused by an undiagnosed heart condition. That freaks me out. Yeah, you didn't know that, Fleeks? Breaking news to you. Yeah, yeah I didn't know. It's, it happened apparently a couple days ago. I didn't know it until you just said it. Yeah. So the first thing I think is, geez, 52 or whatever he is. How'd that happen? And then you look for the cause of death. Unknown heart issue. So then my initial thought, outside of feeling bad for him and his family, is, well, how do I prevent that unknown heart issue from happening? 
I don't know. How the hell did I start talking about? Oh, yeah, Mike. Well, we're glad to hear that Mike is doing well. Nick is calling from Howell, New Jersey. What's up, Nick? Hey, Sal. Good morning. How you doing, buddy? Good morning, Nick. How are you? Good, good. I uh, just want to say, you know, good win by the Rangers last night. Uh, they're looking good on the, the power play. I'm glad Kane's starting to shoot. The Banajad. I just wish Panarin would have a little bit more of that shoot-first mentality. I uh, want to see what you think about that. Yeah, I mean, look, you always want everybody to shoot the puck. Shoot the puck! Shoot it! But not everybody can do that all at once. So if you have a night where Kane, let's let Kane get comfortable first. We saw Panarin in the postseason last year do what he had to when he needed to. So I think he's got it in him. But let's let's get Kane acclimated and get him comfortable enough to where he could start shooting the puck and not feel like a selfish player. And, and Sal, so I have one point on Aaron Rodgers. Maybe you can help me out a little bit. I have a dear friend, his name's CJ. I know he's listening right now, but he is one of the most miserable Jet fans I know. Can you please just talk some sentence to him? Let him know that Aaron's coming here. And just in case he's not, Matty Ice is on the table. Make him feel a little bit better. No, no problem, Nick. I love that you said that, and thank <laughs> you for the call. CJ, listen up, thank buddy. You. CJ, listen to me. Everything is going to be okay. You know why? Because your team, that pathetic franchise that you chose to root for your entire life, the Jets, that team, is on the verge of getting a Hall of Fame quarterback. And he is going to change the trajectory of this franchise. They are going to build a successful winning foundation with Aaron Rodgers at the helm starting with this upcoming season. They will be a playoff team. They will be a legitimate threat and a legitimate contender in the AFC, led by not only Aaron Rodgers, but by that defense as well. You've got young studs all over the place, whether it be Garrett Wilson, whether it be Hall, whether it be the guys on defense. The Jets are headed in the right direction, and they're about to be led by a Hall of Famer. Now's not the time to be miserable, CJ. Now's the time to be excited. And if for whatever reason Aaron Rodgers decides today at 1 o'clock that he's going to retire and tells Pat McAfee so, guess what? Matty Ice is still available. You're in good hands. Pat is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Pat? Hey, Sal. You brought up the uh, good old cardio. I'm seeing my cardiologist today for my 60th birthday, which is coming up this week. Oh, happy birthday. Oh, thanks so much. Now you're just getting a regular checkup? No, no, I think I, I want to look at some. You know, this is an EKG. Yeah, I never know what's going on with my heart. They didn't put in a stint with me, stint with me, but they did go in and look. And I do have some blockage. Luckily, it's in the right place, not the wrong place. Hmm. But they may have to go in again. You never know. We're all mortal, Sal. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, I shouldn't be worried about that stuff at 43. I mean, uh, you know, even, I guess, 60 to a certain extent. Who knows? It's just scary. At any moment, anything could happen. Well, life creeps up on you. You know, and then Aaron my Rod- issue is, my issue too, Pat, like I'll go to the doctor and they'll be like, you're fine. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm pretty sure something's wrong. Listen to your body. Well, my body's talking to me. You tell me what's wrong. They're like, no, nah, it's not an issue. You sure? I mean, I feel it right here. No, nothing. So I don't even believe the doctors. That's how nuts I am. Well, my body is telling me a whole lot of things, Sal. And, <laughs> and I know I got to get a checkup all the way, all the way, the whole body and and, and wish me luck. Can't there just be a place where you can just go in, instead of like these physicals where it's like, you know, they half-ass it sometimes, and yeah, this and that, okay, whatever, you're fine. I want like a full, detailed everything. 
up to the moment, here's what's going on, here's what's blocked, here's what you're good, here's what might be a problem, all that's I want to know mentally. Well, you're, you're asking your doctor to care. That's an awful lot to ask. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, the doctors don't make a living. Out, and you know what the worst part is? Well, that's true. But you know what the worst part is, too? That I am afraid to go to the doctor because I'm afraid of the worst-case scenario. But the worst part is going, getting checked. And by the way, it's not just, oh, yeah, you go to this doctor and then they have all the answers. It's you go to this doctor and they say, okay, well, you want to get that checked? Now you got to go to that doctor. So now it's extra time. It's an extra a place that you got to go to. And then when you go to that secondary doctor, let's say, then they do the test that you want. And then, to me, becomes the worst part. Waiting. Now you're waiting. I can't stand the waiting for the result. It's crazy. Waiting. Just waiting for a blood test drives me nuts. So, you know, we're, we're all human. You've got this overnight family. And I hear you talking to some of us. Just realize you're talking to Salakata at 4.30 in the morning or whatever time. It's always a bright point of our lives. And we appreciate the fact that you treat us with respect. Well, I mean, I appreciate the fact that you appreciate that, Pat. And, you know, you know I treat everybody with respect, even those that I call idiots and morons. Still, it's done out of respect. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, uh, he has this thing. He has this finger in in the hearts and minds of a whole lot of people hmm. and, and I wish you'd be a human being and just put us out of our misery and, and tell us and join us and let's let's move forward and, and have a nice successful season. You know what you need to do Pat and thank you for the call and again happy birthday is coming up this weekend and it's not just you Pat it's Jeff fans everywhere it's time that you guys believe Because I really do think a lot of the angst, a lot of the frustration, a lot of the exhaustion from these couple of days dealing with this, and maybe even a couple of weeks with this drawn-out process, I think it comes from doubt. It comes from the pain that you felt. It comes from the scars that you have from rooting for this inept franchise for however long it is that you've been rooting for them. Things are about to change. Believe. Believe that it's happening. And then maybe you won't stress as badly. Don't think bad things, like me when I go to the doctors. Just think positive things. He's coming here. All the signs have been there. Common sense would tell you. By the way, what happened to that Trey Wingo tweet? Common sense would tell you that Rodgers is coming to the Jets. And maybe, just maybe... After two excruciating, frustrating, exhausting days waiting for an official announcement, maybe we find out later today when he joins his buddy Pat McAfee at 1 o'clock. Let's hope, because I can't take much more of this. All right, that does it for us. Thanks to Fleegs, as always, for all his help. Thanks to everybody who called and listened. We appreciate each and every one of you. I'll be back tomorrow. What's today? Wednesday? Yeah, I'll be back tomorrow morning in for Boomer and Geo along with Jerry. So no overnight for me tonight. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Right now, you got the warm-up show with Al and Jerry. That's coming up next. Enjoy your Wednesday. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 